The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network. Now on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, this is the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy, the coaching staff, and Bears management. The Bears Coaches Show is brought to you by Whitley CPAs and Consultants and sponsored by Advocate Healthcare and Verizon. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. And a pleasant good evening, everybody. Welcome back into the Bears Coaches Show this week with Bears head coach Matt Nagy. Winners over the Carolina Panthers now 5-1 and one through six weeks of this season. Jeff Joniak with you until 8 o'clock tonight. Coming up, Bears special teams coordinator Chris Tabor. He'll be joining the program at around 7.30. And as always, we're brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. Matt, good evening. Congratulations again. And, you know, as odd as this is going to sound, at week 6, entering week 7, the Bears are in first place. That's not the oddity. The oddity is you control your own destiny right now. Honestly, six weeks into the season, you're in first place in the NFC North, and that's just the facts, man. That, that's exactly right, Jeff, and I think that's what's so really, really cool for our team to understand is that, hey, this is just a start, but it's so important to be able to put yourself, you know, in a position to where you do control your own destiny in, in the end, essentially. And so they're really sticking together in these games. And, hey, there's a lot of these games that have been tough. They've been hard. They're, they're uh, sometimes hard to watch. But what our guys are doing is they're finding ways to win. And I think right now what's happening as a team is we're building a little bit of an identity as a team. Forget offense, defense, especially as a team. We're kind of figuring out that, hey, this is – we can roll through adversity. Like, we we can go now. It doesn't matter what hits us. We're going to stick together, and that's powerful. So, as you feel the same kind of frustration maybe for somebody watching it or listening to it, you know, and things aren't going well, how are you managing that? Because uh, I'm sure your blood's up a time or two, not to mention some of the calls that didn't go our way, you know, in terms of those uh, pass interference penalties and whatnot. No, it, you're right. I mean, the competitor in all of us – is to make sure that we are just try to be as close to perfect as you can be. And then when I talk about offense, you know, you get to a point where, okay, hey, listen, now we, we tried to make an adjustment in the game yesterday of being able to uh, go a little bit more tempo and just kind of break the monotony of where we were with, with the flow of the game and the rhythm. And so it, it's uh, for different reasons. It hasn't been where we want it. But at the same point in time, when you look back and you say, okay, in the first half, we had an 11-play drive. You know, we scored on three or four possessions. Uh, we had a touchdown in the red zone after a sudden change on uh, on defense with the interception. You know, in the second half, we had two 10-play drives. We had a touchdown that took four minutes and 30 seconds and another field goal that took 10 plays. So there are some positives, and I think that's what keeps you going is now saying, okay, when we fix the end of the game, third and three, third and two, and we, and we convert those – or we don't have the issues with the timeout and the delay game on the first possession. You get that corrected, it feels a lot better. And at one point in time in that game, we were up 20 to 6, you know, and, and so it could have been 28 to 6, 27 to 6, and it feels even more different. So we know we're close. We love being 5 and 1. We know we can be a lot better, but that's, that's exciting. There were 26 snaps yesterday with three receiver, one tight end, one back. And, you know, it was A Rob and it was uh, Anthony Miller and it was. Uh, Darnell Mooney, you had 18 passes and eight runs, and you averaged 7.08 yards of play and 5.75 yards of carry. So that's does that give you an indication yet, okay, that that's a lot of good snaps right there in that personnel grouping, 
and and do you use that as a place to start yeah well you know you know where a lot of that came jeff was was a lot of that was when we went a little bit more tempo in that personnel and and you could feel that there in the uh in the second half uh, on those runs, we had a run for five, a run for 11, a run for 12, a run for zero, a run for nine, and a run for two. So that's what you're feeling when you say that. And then vice versa, when we weren't in that, we had a run for minus one, a run for one, a run for minus one. So you feel a little bit of that. And some of those personnels, Jeff, are the same as what you just mentioned, the the, the 11 personnel. So um, there's just a little bit of a rhythm to it. And when you do get those runs that put you in second and three, second and two or first and 10 um, you can get in a rhythm and you can mix it up and do some play actions, et cetera. So it's just a matter of doing that probably a little bit earlier and how we can get to it, but the guys are there. And, and again, I'm just going to keep harping and going back to when these, it'd be one thing if these guys didn't care, if they didn't care, uh, but they do. And that's the part that we know by sticking together, we're going to be all right. Yeah. Nick Foles definitely is one of those guys leading that way for you. And uh, his news conference yesterday was compelling and I think every Bears fan that would have heard it uh, would feel really good about what's in store for this team because he brought up things that you just did about the culture. He's thrilled to be here. He feels honored to be with this organization right now, and he was all jacked up after the game. Win aside, admitted where the difficulties were. Yeah, I shouldn't have thrown that ball. I'll learn from it. But overall, just imagine what this will look like down the road. That, that's what I think is really, really uh, going to be important for all of us to understand is just that. And, you know, I saw that yesterday. It, you know, I, I heard about how good he did and what, what he was saying because it was so real and it was so authentic. And so when you watch it um, and you see how organic it was, that's who he is. And, and that's what he, that's the way he handles certain situations with, with his teammates, offense and defense, special teams. But when you feel that and you understand that, uh, we as as a team, players and coaches, we all understand where we're at right now in offense. And it's not for lack of effort. It's it's just a matter of, okay, when we do get this thing going with the way our defense is playing, let, it's it's better to be having it go this way and, and only get better than it is to go the other way where you start out really hot and all of a sudden you go the other way. So we're just keeping things in perspective. And I think uh, you know you know me, Jeff, and you understand that how, how, how what we believe here and that's that's staying very, very positive. And when, when bad things happen, it's okay. Next play mentality, let's roll, let's stick together, and that's what we're doing. I still feel strongly, too, that uh, it's now a large sample size because it's happened throughout your three years, and many of these guys have been with you for this long. Uh, winning tight games definitely, as you say, callous you and builds character, and they do pay off in December and January. I, I really believe that. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, and you know where that helps you is when, when it matters the most, which is when you try to get to the to the deal at the end there, you know, to, to be able to get into that deal at the end. And so you know, you can, you can say it. You can say yeah. what it is. The deal at the <laughs> end. <laughs> when you get there, that's when it matters most because you've been through those. You've been, you've been tested, right? You've been, you've been through those obstacles and we've accepted it. So now think about where, how that can help us mentally. Um, and then knowing that it's, We've been there, done that, and uh, when you have that, you got a team that's very resilient and persistent and keeps going, sticks together. It's hard to stop, and, and that's, that's kind of where we're at right now. 
The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. Foles throws middle of the end zone in tight coverage. Caught for the touchdown. Touchdown. Cole Komet. Touchdown Bears. They lead it 6-0 here in the first. First career touchdown for Notre Dame's Cole Komet, the local product who I, I learned from an article by Dan Weederer of the Chicago Tribune that uh, Mama Komet was in the stands uh, watching it. There down in Carolina. So there were fans there, and you felt that uh, their presence a little bit. I couldn't tell, calling it from a, from a television screen, what, what it was like, but I heard there was a lot of chanting going on. But, you know, for, for mom uh, to be there to see uh, son go and catch his first NFL touchdown and what a play it was, both throw and catch, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, there's without a doubt. They'll always remember that one. And, yeah, I just think back to the day that we drafted Cole and his family in the living room and how excited they were. So I can only imagine what that would have been like for her to be there uh, to see her her son's first NFL catch. I mean, it's it just gives you chills. And it was a really, really good catch. It was well contested. They were in a good coverage. And so uh, that, that's good. That's a good way to get started for him. And, and hopefully we'll see a lot more of those in his career. All right, let's talk about the defense. Um uh, hard fought again. This is a, a character-driven unit, I believe, as well. They're feeling the ropes right now. Three takeaways, four sacks. But on the big plays, the splash plays, I, I numbered 10 or 11 players had a hand in it. It's not just the guy making the play. There are 10 or 11 guys. In fact, five guys had a hand in those four sacks, for example. Um, that tells you that they're swarming and they're playing to the ball. And the type of coverage yesterday was significant because I kept watching tape uh, of the last couple of games of the Panthers and seeing these in-cuts, crossers, and they have the speed to break away and rip off big yards after the catch. That wasn't happening. No, it wasn't. And, and just like you said, it was it was that, that – the, some of the stunts and uh, the defensive line movement that we had, the linebackers were playing fast, and it just in the back end it helped our guys out so much. And they do a lot of good good things. They have speed on offense in Carolina, and I thought that really they had they uh, they had a couple drives where they had you know thirteen fourteen play drives, but they ended in field goals, and that's what we've been doing all year long is being able to main uh, you know contain them and, and make them kick three points instead of getting that touchdown so overall everybody flew around i mean eddie jackson right now is having an unbelievable season he's flying around um very very opportunistic i mean punching that ball out uh obviously he had that that touchdown taken away which is a part of the game but they're they're just all rolling right now they're 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 in a really good place coach pagano's putting them in a good place and they're just feeding off of each other I think a lot of these guys are feeding off Kyle Fuller's physicality. He's really hitting people hard, and they're not getting anything after the catch. Obviously, when you play aggressively, and I think you'd prefer they play aggressively, and if they're going to be a flag or two, you know, you got to deal with it. But because it is really, it really is hard to define what pass interference is right now. But I'll take the shoulder to the chest any day if it's going to be a fifty-fifty decision. I'll go with that. Wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. I think that Kyle's he's really having a great season, um, playing very physical. He's smart. He, he watches so much tape, so he, he's able to have great – he already has great instincts, but now he can really uh, use everything, that his, all his knowledge that he takes into it. So being able to fall off in his zone and hit a shallow cross guy like that, uh, another one, it's, it's, it's hard to be able to criticize a guy that's playing tough like that and playing physical. So it is what it is, and Kyle's great. He handled it awesome, and uh, he's going to keep that going, though. All right, how about your guys uh, up front? Every one of those defensive linemen, between some of the games that they do with the twists and stunts, um, they're really – I can't just single out one because they were all 
doing a lot of good stuff. And then along with those outside linebackers, you know, with, 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 with Khalil, from the very first play of the game, Khalil makes a heck of a play on the run, dips inside and makes a play. And then I thought that Robert Quinn, the entire game, his motor was going 100 miles an hour, and and that's why he's here. So he affected the game. He affected the quarterback. And then Vaughters and, and Mingo, again, you felt them too. So the four of them really put together a great game along with his D lineman. We knew this was coming. We felt it was coming. We heard it from him. And now six weeks in, we're feeling Roquan Smith. You talk about feeling. How about that play, sniffing out the screen where he created the leverage by just dipping at it? Would not He would not be blocked. And that play was exciting that's a great play right there firing his gun he's he's like a missile that's, that's not you you know you've been seeing it all year man he did he's been he's been making those plays on those screens and what i thought was so important at that point in time was he made a he not only made that tackle but he you know keeping them inbounds to keep that clock rolling was very very important too so he's he's playing at a very high level i love his confidence coach de Leon is getting those guys going danny trevathan yesterday played i think his best game of the season i think you, you really felt him so those two guys combined with everybody else on d it, it's there you know you really like it you made a decision to go with uh, rashad coward at left guard instead of alex bars is that what you wanted a more physical presence at this time and uh how did you think that all worked out no they're they're both physical players and and you know rashad has a little bit more experience and Doing, they're both doing really well in practice, you know, leading up in training camp as, as backups, and now they get an opportunity. So I think Shad would tell you that there was a couple plays yesterday that he could have been a little bit better at, but uh, we're foolish if we all think that he's going to come in here and just be perfect on every single snap. That's just not realistic, and it's not fair to the kids. So uh, you just have to minimize those, right? When they do happen, you have to minimize them. And then he's got to learn from those, and he will. And then you just continue to keep learning from your coach, Coach Castillo, in practice the rest of this weekend. And can you improve and be the best guy you can be for, for the end of the season? Now, more of the Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. WBBM. Snap to Bridgewater. Hit as he throws near side. Broken up and intercepted on the tip inside the 10 and taken out of bounds on the near sideline. It is intercepted by Tashawn Gibson. Tashawn Gibson with his 25th career interception. Jalen Johnson getting his hand in there to create the breakup and the deflection of the hands of Tashawn Gibson. So it's one thing to get the ball and you're, you're defending a player, but another to be in the area code, which Eddie Jackson and Tashawn Gibson clearly are. I think it was a tremendous offseason pickup for Tashawn Gibson. Um, this was his M.O. And these are the kind of plays. A lot of deflected passes here in the last few re- recent weeks, and uh, that's a sign that you guys are still continuously and specifically making plays on the ball. Yeah, they are. They're 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 uh, anticipating the throws, and then when you just get those those PBUs, those pass breakups, ball goes up in the air, and uh, and now you got ball hawks back there with those safeties that are just they they roam around, man, and they they know where to go, and they're at the right spot at the right time. All right, back now on special teams, Cairo Santos. Uh, Really kicked well there in Carolina for you as a Kansas City Chief. You had four field goals in one game and an overtime win. I don't know if you remember that one. I uh, kicked one, I guess, uh, as time expired. And so clearly comfort zone for him and a 55-yarder and a comfort zone for you to get him try that one. That was big. Yeah, it was. It, it was neat to see him hit that 55-yarder. You know, I uh, you could you could feel a little bit of the breeze going left to right there for, for that. So I, I felt real confident um, from, from 55, and it just had to go straight, and he did it. The offense, while it continues to grow, you continue to get more comfortable, Nick, with the offense, you working with him, working with players more and more, figure out more of what works, what doesn't. What, in your opinion, needs to improve first to kind of set the platform 
for it to build and grow on? What I would say when you ask that is, is right now is collectively for all of us. Uh, and I know I've been saying it for a few weeks now, but for all of us to just do our job, you know, and, and when I say that, you know, if that's in the run game, um, calling a run at the right time by myself, right. By me, um, being able to have the exact footwork and path by the running back, uh, the O-line communicating and making their double teams up to the Mike linebacker on the same time that everybody else is, is doing the same blocks. Um, whether it's in pass protection, you know, are we, are they just dropping off and they're having a four man rush and we're protecting in a play action pass. And we, we take the check down for a gimme. Sometimes it's just the little things that, you know, it might not be a 40 yard pass play. It might be a check down, but just doing the little things and doing your job. We'll get this thing back on track. And the reason why I feel confident about that is because of the, 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 the styles of personalities that we have, the leaders that we have on the offensive side of the ball. They're, uh, they're grown men. They understand that, and they care. And that's, that's the starting point. Penalties tied for most in the league right now. Is, is this a problem for you? Yeah, I mean, it does. It, the last several weeks, it's felt like there's been a lot of penalties. And that's a – you know, we got to – make sure that we're doing everything we can to at least learn from them. And why are they happening? Yesterday we had a couple substitution issues and, and those, those gotta, you know, you gotta eliminate those. You can't have those. Um, and we gotta just know the why part. And then we gotta do our job as coaches to, to make sure that we bring it up to the players so that they can eliminate them. All right. I think it was in the preseason or maybe uh, right before it, you said on, t- on team flights this year, uh, you did it once last year. You're, you're going to walk around the plane and you're going to talk to people front to back are you doing that and has it been beneficial and you indicated in your press conference earlier uh, today with the media that, that it was a fun ride home i've been on a lot of team flights it's usually you know even win or lose everybody says oh is it crazy in there it's not a party i mean people are working on their ipads they got their headsets on but you kind of indicated that maybe it was a little different last night yeah, you, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't that it was different. It was just that there's a there's a really good sense and there's a feel right now of where we're at and understanding. You know, six games in, we won five, and you need to be able to position yourself the right way. But also, Jeff, what I think is probably more important and why we're at and why we are the way we are as a team is, you know, some teams can be really happy and content with being five and one, and just all of a sudden, you know, they're they're just okay, right? They're just even kill. The reason why I get excited is from the conversations last night on that plane is is that we know there's a lot more ahead of us. We know there's a lot more room for improvement. And so when you know that, how do you not get fired up about that? And so we're in a good we're in a good spot. We got a, a great challenge ahead of us this week going to L.A. They're a really good football team and they're well coached. So it's going to be a big challenge. And we just got to keep doing what we're doing, which is we got to do everything we can to win the football game. It's a little mini rivalry starting to develop here. Right with the Rams. Yeah, they're they're difficult. They're tough, and you know they got us last year. And um, I, I just have a lot of respect for Sean McVay and, and what he does there and how he does it. And uh, they got a great football team. So you know, being an NFC team, uh, th- those matter. They they matter a lot. And so they're coming off a, a tough loss last night to to um, San Francisco. So we just got to make sure we have a really really efficient and productive week of practice. We take care of our bodies, and then we go out there and stay mentally focused. That's Bears head coach Matt Nagy calling all Bears fans age 5 to 12 to join the Chicago Bears Kids Club. Brought to you by Jewel Osco. For exclusive content and sweepstakes, visit chicagobears.com slash kidsclub. The Bears Coaches Show and this hour featuring special teams coordinator Chris Tabor. 
brought to you by Whipfleet CPAs and Consultants and sponsored by Athletico Physical Therapy and Miller Lite. Once again, the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. Snap placement made, kick by Cairo Santos, climbing to the upright, and the kick is good! From 55 yards. Cairo Santos nails a career-long 55-yarder, a key boot right before halftime, and the Bears get the win over the Carolina Panthers. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. Jeff Joniak joined now by the special teams coordinator, Chris Tabor. Good to have you alongside. And I feel it was a, a mighty important three points. How do you feel about it? No, it was a, it was a big three points, obviously, him hitting his career long that was that was big uh but the just the whole operation the guys blocking the snap holding kick was was great and then anytime you can get points uh right before you go into halftime and then we you know we were receiving the ball in the second half so it gives you an opportunity you know to to get that two for one uh going so that, that was big really proud of Cairo on that and, and hopefully we can continue that well he's on a, on a roll right now I, I called it uh, sizzling Santos he's seven for his last seven that's good. That's a lucky number. Hopefully, we can increase that number. <laughs> hey, listen! Don't 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 field goal kickers like that kind of success in terms of streaks? They start to feel a, a certain mojo, or or am I just making that up in my own head? I, I think everyone talks about streaks. Uh, I mean, we don't. I mean, it's it's really it's always about the next kick at the end of the day uh, because that's the one people are going to remember. And, uh, you know, he's, he's hitting the, the thing I'm really proud about him is, is the way he's just striking the ball, the, the rotation of it, the, he's, he's shortened his steps a little bit and he's making great, great contact and he's hitting it where he wants it to go. And, and the thing that I'm really noticing about him is when we go out to practice, how he's handling the wind. Uh, whereas a few weeks ago he was, he was figuring it out. Now he's, now he's taking it on. So I think those are, uh, signs of, you know, that's, that's what you want in, in a guy that's going to kick in Chicago. Patrick O'Donnell yesterday, uh, set up some long fields, didn't he? He did. And, and he really, um, I think that's, that's why I don't get caught up in looking at stats because I, I think that our net might've been like 37 or 35 or something. Not a, it's not a high net. And, uh, but the offense was doing a great job of if getting to midfield and then Pat was, was pinning them in there and, and causing long fields. So, uh, I was really proud of him. I thought that was his best game, uh, that he's had this year. And, uh, in, in fact, with that one that checked up on the two yard line, I'm not so sure during a TV timeout, if someone didn't come out and replace the sand, you know, put a little sand in there because of a divot out there. I mean, that thing just stuck and I was really proud of him. And then the last, the last punt getting it off and, and, uh, he, he did a great job there and, and, uh, and really helped us. Yeah, that was a oh uh oh uh oh moment indeed. Uh, break that down for us a little bit because Trenton Cannon, their their running back, kind of was free there. Was was that a missed assignment type of situation? That's a missed assignment that uh, you know can't happen, especially in a moment like that. And uh, you know, I told Pat he was the cleaner on that. Uh, you know, my first go around here, we had Brad Maynard, and we always called him the cleaner because ah. if something happened, he was able to get the ball off so fast and clean up everybody's mistakes. Pat, Patio really did it there and, and uh, you know, dodged, dodged a bullet, but something that uh, has to get rectified. Yeah, because honestly, that's a couple in a, in a few weeks and, and an important phase of the game, certainly dictating field position or, God forbid, a, a scoop and score if it's blocked. Um partially the week uh, a couple weeks back but uh are these part of the 
the details that Matt talks about. Absolutely. And uh, it's not uh, not hard concepts uh, to, to get done. Just, uh, you know, guys just have to do do their job and have to continue to coach better to make sure that they do their do do their job. So uh, we still have uh, happy that we are five and one happy that, you know, Pat got that that off there and and those things. But we have plenty of things that, that we need to clean up in our area. So uh, I'm still I'm excited about that because we we need to improve and and uh, and we will. Join Bears Care and Advocate Healthcare in raising funds for programs supporting Chicago area breast cancer patients and their families. Purchase your real Bears fans wear pink shirt at chicagobears.com slash pink. The Bears Coaches Show with special teams coordinator Chris Tabor and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears. Learn more at WIPFLI.com. Joined by Chris Tabor. Cheryl McManus was back, felt him again uh, on the field, had to leave the game again with a hamstring. I don't know what the status is, but you can't ever overvalue the, the veteran impact of a guy like himself. What he does and what he does in terms of, of getting downfield as one of the first guys is really really become something of significance no no question it was nice to have him back you know he recorded those two tack two tackles and, and then the, the downing of the ball at the two yard line those are those are three big plays and uh, anytime a player is able to get multiple uh, special teams tackles in a game that's always that's always a good thing so it was it's good to have him back um, and then hopefully you know he'll be ready to roll uh, for Monday night because we need him. Josh Woods uh, is starting to stack up some tackles as well. It's, I don't know if he got it yesterday, but I think he was up to six maybe for the year. Is he developing in that regard? He's developing. He's a player that still needs to improve. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we just got to keep keep him keep him going. There's, You know, I'm, I'm proud of all the guys. So I'm always concerned with what do we need to fix. And so uh, I, I didn't even realize that he had that many tackles, to be honest with you, uh, because I'm thinking about other things. But I know I am proud of him. He's a good football player and, and uh, can still improve. So, so we're excited about that. Uh, in the first uh, kickoff of the game, Artavis Pierce down there. I had to check my scorecard real quick, and, and there he was. So that's is that a development as well? No, it is. And, you know, that's a – first time he's ever played on special teams and you know i i don't believe that he was a big special teams player in, in college but those were his first live reps and that's kind of the you know it's a COVID effect really yeah from from you know from the standpoint of no preseason games but uh, the official came over to me a couple times uh because we have to line up on the 34 yard line on a kickoff and he said coach Number forty six need, needs to to move up, or else I'm, we're we're gonna have to call a flag. I said, "Oh no, no, please don't call a flag. He'll, he'll, he'll be fine." I, I said, "This, I said, this is his first game." I said, "Let's just cut him a little slack." And he says, "Okay, coach, I'll I'll I'll, I'll keep telling him." I said, "Just," I said, "I'm sure when you talk to him, he's he'll, he'll look right at you and say yes, sir." And he did. And but no, I was happy for him. That's that's always uh, exciting and tough for for a rookie to get his his first reps. Uh, let alone it be a, a kickoff rep. See, I wouldn't imagine that's the kind of equity you build up over the years with the officiating crew, but I guess it helps. And maybe there are new guys that uh, are in the same position because there are a bunch of new officials this year. No, there is, and and uh, we're just all trying to work together. Yeah, but but would you say that's somewhat rare? I mean, because when you you're talking about calling the game, you you just gotta call it the way you see it as an official. 
No, no, no question. But I will, I will say this. I think the officials uh, try to do a good job of letting the players play and they don't want to call um, silly penalties. Like for a guy who's not even moving, maybe he's on the 33 and a half yard line as opposed to the 34, you know, nitpicking there. So I think that's always good. They do a good job of coming up and saying, Hey coach, you were close here. You're close here. And I, I do, I, I do appreciate that. that Cause that's the thing we've been trying to eliminate penalties and, and we accomplished that goal yesterday in our area. Uh, but we still, we still got to improve uh, technique wise as, as we move forward here. Have you over the years been one to be gregariously uh, uh, communicative with the officials over the years? Do you like to partake in conversation? No, I I, I'm, I always want to be very respectful. I, I, I respect the job that they have to do. I mean, that when you're down on the field, it is moving so fast. And for those guys to have to make those calls so quickly, uh, I really respect that. And, and I know that uh, people get upset with officials, but that's not a, it's not an easy job. And, and to be honest with you, I think more times than not, you know, I know there's, there's missed calls just like there's misplays by, by players, uh, Overall, though, I, I think when you slow it down, you go, boy, that, that official got it right. And in, and in you know, live action, uh, there is, it's a bang-bang play, and they got to make a decision. So uh, very respectful of, of, of those guys and what in their job they have to perform. Quiet day in the return game, and you kind of intimated that Joey Sly is probably not going to give Cordero Patterson a look, uh, and I don't know how many more will. Well, I think that, you know, I mean – you know, we, we knew he had a big leg and he hits a lot of touchbacks and the guy is a good kicker. Uh, but at the same time, uh, we, you know, we always talk about sometimes when they try to hit it so hard and get it out, he's going to make a mistake. Yesterday he didn't make a mistake. But, uh, uh, you know, we're always going to treat – every game's different, you know, and, and hopefully we'll have an opportunity when we head out, out west here to, to be able to get some returns. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy continues exclusively on the home of the Bears. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM. The Chicago Bears Network presents Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon. Anthony Adams and Lawrence Greeden cover the world of Bears football on and off the field every Sunday night at 11.05 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago, or watch anytime at chicagobears.com or on the Bears official app. Jeff Joniak along with Chris Tabor, Bears special teams coordinator. Let's talk about DHC, otherwise known as DeAndre Houston Carson. When you see him making back-to-back game-ending defensive plays, and you know he's one of your core special teams guys that always probably has an eye on, gosh, I could wish I could get on the field defensively, and gets the opportunity and makes the most of it. How, how, how does that make you feel? And I'm certain it's a, it's a lot of pride for a guy who, to me, is just a pure football player. No, he is. I'm so proud of him. And, uh, in fact, I, I was trying to fix something from that previous punt play so I didn't even see the interception. So mm. I didn't know that it was him. And then they told me, and I was just so fired up for him because in, in our world, uh, DHC, I mean, he, he's, he's the straw that stirs the drink for us. And, and he's just a, a really headsy football player. And the thing about him is uh, if you go out to practice, he's going to be out there. 30 minutes before practice even starts so he can do some extra stretching and get going. He'll, he'll text me at nighttime. Hey, I was watching this, watching that. I mean, the guy studies more tape. He truly is a coach on the field. And uh, it's, 
I, I can just – and it doesn't matter what's that special teams or defense. And there, there's a reason why he puts himself in good positions to make plays at the end of the game defensively. Uh, him doing that doesn't it doesn't surprise me. There's a lot of, a lot of people don't know much about him. You know, honestly, and even though he's been here five years, that's great insight on DeAndre Houston Carson. Uh, clearly a, a core player on a, on a very good special teams unit, and those types of guys, they, they last in the league a long time. Perfect example with Sherrick McManus over the years, Matthew Slater with the New England pay also a very book-smart, football book-smart player, right? No question. You can't have an, can't have enough of those guys because they're, they uh, – I think what really helps having a, a DHC in your room and McManus and those type of things, guys that really study and work at their craft is the young players, the rookies that come into our room and they're able to watch, you know, they figure out, Hey, how this guy's been playing this long in the league. Why is that? And then they start seeing his study habits and how he does it and, and those type of things. Then that's, you begin to build your culture and, and you can build your unit that way. And, and uh, they, they develop pride together. So it's a, it's, it's, a, you got to have those guys. Chris, let's talk the, the Rams special teams unit. I'm going to start with the punter, Johnny Hecker. He can throw it. He can boot it. He's one of the guys you always bring up. No question. I mean, he's very crafty, uh, has a lot of different clubs he can hit uh, with regards to, you know, punting the football. But then, you know, he's really like their third string quarterback. I mean, he, he throws he, – he, the guy can throw. It is very impressive. Uh, so you always got to be alert on that. So we'll have our hands full. We know this unit, and they're a well-coached unit. Uh, but, uh, you know, we got to – at the same time, we need to fix our things and worry about ourselves and, and, and improve that way. And if we can do that, that will give us a chance uh, to play well on Monday night. All right, good luck with your preparation. Thanks very much, Chris. And that's a wrap on tonight's Bears Coaches Show. I want to thank our producers, Jordan Treadup, Dan Barilli, Andy Gersher, and Keith Johnson, and most of all, to you for listening. Bears and Rams pregame 415, kickoff 715 from L.A. For Bears head coach Matt Nagy, special teams coordinator Chris Tabor, I'm Jeff Joniak wishing you a pleasant good evening, and this is News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM. Good night, everybody.